from Rust across ESPN, Wisconsin. We're presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He is big time Benny Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh Dimaggio running the shows at the Gru- uh, Gruber Office. Is one call. That's all. Studios in Milwaukee. Our guy Alex Strofe at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios Colin downtown Russo. off the Capitol Square in Madison. Colin Russo, eh? Hey, Russo. Russo. Sellout for shaving his mustache, though, for the record. That's it? You're just going to sell out? You're going to call him a sellout for, for shaving his mustache? Greg's looking for headphones you've, you've, that were right in front of him the entire time. You've never grown a mustache. It's because I can't grow a mustache. I'm jealous of people who can grow a beard and grow a mustache. I'll throw that out there. And also who have flow. And that's you. You have good flow. I don't have flow. I have thin hair that just makes me look like a chia pet when it grows out. Uh, that's good self-awareness. Rare occurrence for you, but uh, I'm proud of you for that. Uh, you, the Scalzo and Bruss family, of course, on Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. I'm not sure why. On Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss, we, te- uh, we tweeted out um, a photo from uh, Grown Ups. Or not Grown Ups. What was that movie? That we just tweeted out a, a, a video from? It's not a photo. It's a video. I said video. He said photo and as you're I fumbling. immediately corrected myself and said video. Now you're lashing out. Uh, the, the the movie where McLovin from Superbad ends up... Uh, um, I know. Be- it's being role a, models. Role models. Thank you. Like, that's what we just... That's, that's the tweet, right? No, that's such a that's better joke if I nailed the role models uh, movie reference. It, it actually is really funny if you do See nail that reference. Your references yes. are out of control. When Look, I, on I Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, like, you're going to see the happiest Ben Brust in the world. Like, I'm still coming down from that high of pretending I was a Jedi. Uh... It's a $600 custom lightsaber that well, our content Jedi. director that's brought in. It's just some random person who picked up a lightsaber the Jedi dropped, I think. No. Based on the moves that you made and how insecure you were. I thought you would have like gone haywire with that thing and like really owned it. No, a Jedi must be controlled at all times. If I go over Everyone the top and, and go haywire, that will leave myself vulnerable. I always but have like, to be... It looked like the stick was... It looked like one of those uh, little leaguers who picks up a major league bat, like an eight-year-old who picks up a 36-ounce bat and they can't wield it around. Was you know, it that it, heavy where your wrist couldn't hold, what, handle What's it? funny is like I'm not going to listen to you because I know as other people saw the video, they complimented me on my strong lightsaber skills. Who did? Mike Spaulding from WTMJ. Ah, Spaulding's a nice guy. (laughs) I would feel worse if I knew that Spaulding, our guy from WTMJ, commented that. No! He said I had a a good flip of the lightsaber. I'm going to text him and I'll see what he actually thought and if he was giving you... He's one of those guys that will be like, you come in with a bad haircut and he'll be like, hey, nice haircut to try to be nice. By the way, and we've got to get it to the Packers because I want to play a couple of clips that I think really put... Packers fans in two camp, and I'm interested to figure out which camp is bigger. Uh, but this morning, Josh DiMaggio, uh, I walked in, and Ben Bruss was earlier to the office than he's ever been, which is amazing to see. Kudos to you. Don't kudos me. And uh, Don't clap for me. And he came in, and I'm like, oh, nice haircut. Like, as a total drive-by, I'm walking, I've got two coffees in my hand, and like just like a, a complete, didn't even think about it, didn't even get a good look, but I saw that he got a haircut, and I went, nice haircut. And he just turned in front of a whole room of people, and he's like, do you really think so? <laughs> <laughs> and TJ Hogan, the former producer of this very program, Terrence, Terrence from Tosa, Tosa. Uh, was sitting there, and was like, oh my God. And Ben's like, what? And he's like, 
like, it's just something that people say. And it's something you just accept. Yeah, baloney. And Ben Brust ends up being so insecure that he's like... Yeah, you don't want to know why? Because you guys drove me to this point of insecurity. The one time that I got a bad haircut, for about a month straight on the show, the entire Scalzo and Brust family would chime in about how ugly my hair looked. It my was head a bad looked. string of haircuts. Whatever. <laughs> it was... This is this, this is why when I walk into the office and you say, hey, nice haircut, I go, I immediately turn and go, you sure? Like, do you mean it? Because, uh, like, I don't know. Because I kn- now I'll find out. From four to six is when I really find out what you feel about my haircut. Because you're either going to make jokes about it and make the Scalzone Brust family chime in. I don't think They I've can also it- see on Twitter at Scalzone Brust. They got a good 360 view of it. I actually think I look freaking handsome. Uh, I don't know about freaking handsome. I think it'll grow up very nicely. Uh, I look, it's a good haircut. I don't think I've ever criticized your haircut since you have your new uh, uh, your new person. You mean Josh's girlfriend? Yes, yes. Whether that's because I really like <laughs> Josh's carefully. girlfriend or uh, or I, I which truly is believe it? it. Um, which is it, Greg? No, I, I think she does a nice job. I still think you should. Uh, I still think you should grow it out just a little bit longer than you do. But that's your prerogative. That's the style that you like. It's the style that you want. I'm, not, I'm. We're moving on. I want to hear about Packers fans. I'm not talking about my hair and being made fun of. Uh, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Everybody knows that. It sent Packers Nation into what feels like a tailspin, and blame has been passed around by absolutely everybody. We unveiled our pie charts of blame on Monday, but the blame continues to go. Uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo had this to say about where he places the blame for Sunday's Lost. Russo? Never heard of him. Did Aaron Rodgers blame himself for that horrendous performance against San Francisco in last year's cold weather game in Lambeau in January? The answer is no. Okay. All right. When he had Lazard wide open at midfield and he threw the ball to triple coverage to Devontae Adams at 10-10, did he say, you know what, I screwed up. I had Lazard wide open. What am I doing? That's a horrendous play. He did not. Okay. He did not. Did Aaron Rodgers do everything perfect? Well, maybe he wasn't asked. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> he asked. Was maybe maybe, maybe he wasn't asked. Maybe he wasn't asked. You're telling me he did, you're telling me he played a perfect game on Sunday afternoon? You no, know of course I don't think that. Well, did he of say, you I don't know think what? That. Instead of running the routes, I did a terrible job. I had this play. I had a guy wide open. I missed him. I had this play. I released the ball too quickly. I had this play. I rolled left. I should have rolled right. He's always blaming somebody else for crying out loud. Play better football. Him? Better him? football. Him? That from first take, uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo and Stephen A. Smith going back and forth there. I'll say this, Mad Dog. I will say this. He did take responsibility. Like, he did. He said, I had a chance to go into the end zone. I made a mistake on the fourth and goal. Now, did he take responsibility for the entirety of the game? No. Is that a strength of his? Absolutely he, not. He Throughout even his career, took the interception blame. Yes. He said, I shouldn't have thrown that ball. I should have skipped around to uh, uh, around the end and run it in. That was actually more, like, what, the bone that I have to pick is he took more responsibility for this loss than probably any other loss that he's had in his career. So that's progress. That's progress. Am I saying that he's like a a, a straight-up accountability guy? No, he's not a big pat-me-on-the-back guy like Greg Scalzo is he could, he could in use terms a of taking ownership for mistakes and, and, and the humility that is expressed. I, I don't think that he's at that level quite yet, but the improvement is there. So 
Obviously, Mad Dog believes that Rodgers is to blame for a lot of these losses, and me and, and me and Mad Dog agree on a number of them. I will go back to 2014, which I will place squarely on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. I will go back to 2020 uh, in the in the in the loss in the NFC Championship against the Bucks that I think Rodgers should take some accountability for, and certainly last year in the playoffs he should take accountability for. Um, I don't know if Rodgers play. I mean, obviously, if Rodgers plays immaculately in any game, he has the ability to win any game, no matter who's around him. I don't know if that's a fair expectation because then you're saying every win is Aaron Rodgers' credit and every loss is his fault. That's kind of what happens when you make $50 million, but there's a little bit more nuance than that. There's a little bit more color that goes into the picture than that, uh, and that was uh, you know something uh, that we heard as well. From, who am I thinking of right now? Jeff Saturday? From Jeff Saturday, the former center for the Indianapolis Colts, and of course the Green Bay Packers, the illustrious one-year career that he had with Green Bay, uh, where Jeff Saturday doesn't blame Aaron Rodgers, he blames absolutely everybody else. What did Tampa Bay as an organization do for Tom Brady? Went and got Julio Jones, got mm. Russell Gage. Bang, no, they know one receiver's coming back from injury and helped fix his offensive line by signing Ryan Jensen afterwards. The way that y'all are blaming Aaron Rodgers, not the organization, is backwards, yeah. right? It is the organization's job to put the best players on the field, which would have included Devontae Adams. They have the money, Preach. sign your dude, get your it. dude, whatever you have to do to blame a player for not doing it. By the way, the MVPs he's got two years in a row, yeah. he's probably yeah. carrying his yeah. own water that Jeff Saturday talking about Aaron Rodgers carrying his own water and the organization not doing everything they can to support him and putting him not putting him in a position to succeed so uh, uh, Mad Dog says look the loss on Rodgers Rodgers has to take more accountability for these losses Jeff Saturday is saying it's not on Rodgers it's on literally everybody else because they're not good enough for Aaron Rodgers and those are the two camps I feel like Packers fans have fallen into what side are you on 800-990-3776 Twitter at Scalzo and Bross, do you think that uh, that the loss is on Aaron Rodgers or on everybody else? And I can't believe we're acting like this loss is akin to a freaking playoff loss, but that's where we're at here on week damn two in the NFL. I mean, after week one, yeah. I mean, like, with the results of one game, this is where we are. And it's everybody else. It is. Simply from the standpoint, and it continues to happen. We hear it over and over and over again. The Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, and in his first year they brought in this person and that person, Gronk, Fournette, Antonio Brown. This year they're talking about how uh, Russell Gage was signed and, and Julio Jones. And, yes, we had the Julio Jones debate on these very air- airwaves. Do you wish he came here? Like, do, do you wish? And whether you're yes, whether you're no, here's what I end up seeing. I end up seeing Julio Jones, who was a legitimate receiver for like 14 years. I know he's old, but he was like a legitimate receiver in the NFL that did amazing with the Atlanta Falcons. And we got the poorest version of him, Sammy Watkins. Like, like, like that's that's the honest truth, though. The Packers could have made a move for Julio Jones. Do I do I, I believe think that's that Julio, pretty simplified, though? But do I believe that Julio Jones would have been like the reason why they beat the Minnesota Vikings in Week One? Absolutely not. But it just it does highlight the idea that somebody went after a guy. They were in conversations again with the wide receiver, and they're like, "Hey, let's bring in Sammy Watkins and see on this uh, this prove it contract what he can do." And it- Sammy Watkins is four years younger than Julio Jones. Julio Jones is thirty three years old, coming off of back to back injury riddled seasons, uh, and can't separate the way that he used to. Sammy Watkins at least still has speed. So, like, I understand what you're saying for what the Packers were trying to accomplish. I don't know if Julio makes sense. I think that's a little bit of headline baiting in terms of. 
like, would Packers fans feel better if they saw Julio Jones out there than Sammy Watkins? Yeah. Is Julio Jones better at this point in his career than Sammy Watkins? I, I think it's pretty much a wash. I mean, personally, like, I, I don't know what, neither of them were good last year. Both of them were injured, or injured last year. I just don't think Julio Jones is the answer, and it doesn't make me feel that much better if that's the case. I had, I had, said, I had said that exact same thing. I'm just saying what it, it probably would feel a lot better if it was Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins getting a, a ball just so he feels like he's a part of the game. 800-990-3776. Let's go to Doug from Kenosha on the Old National Bank. Uh, talking text line, Old National Bank, get old. Dougie Fresh, what do you got for us? Yes, Dougie Fresh. I love it. Uh, I got the coaches are all the problem here. They didn't prep them right. They didn't have a good scheme. They screwed up at the goal line in the red zone. They screwed up on defense. Rodgers is a Hall of Famer today, tomorrow, the rest of his life. It's not Rodgers. I like it. Thank you for the call. call. I like it. I mean, he specifically calls out the coaching staff, which, as you said, Greg, had how long? The entire offseason to prepare for the Minnesota Vikings, a division rival that has actually kind of had the Packers number, if we actually want to be real, in the regular season. Uh, Obviously, they haven't really faced off in the playoffs because the Packers continue to advance uh, further than the Vikings. But that being said, they weren't prepared. Matt LaFleur can be frustrated at halftime about the performance of his offense, lack of execution, so to speak. But who sets that standard? Matt LaFleur does. 800-990-3776. The number to get into the show. Keep the calls coming in. Keep the texts coming in. We'll keep the phone lines open, and we'll keep asking you, Aaron Rodgers or everyone else, whose fault is it? We're only one weekend. My goodness. Uh, We'll talk with you, the Scalzo and Russ family, next. It's Scalzo and Russ. We're presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Rust. You ready for the next question? Yeah. For my brain? All right. So, like, they lay eggs. How do they, like, get impregnated? (laughs) 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 Subscribe to the Scalzo and Rust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Chimes in on the old National Bank talking text live. Says, realize that I've been harassing Greg quite a bit. Pat on the back to me for recognizing that. Let's move on to Ben. What makes no. him more punchable? Margs or Jedi quotes? For those that missed it, you could find a video of Ben fumbling over a lightsaber on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. On Twitter. You have nothing in response? I'm not going to respond to trolls. Uh, I know, I believe in the power of the force that is within me. Ben of Menominee Falls has just watched the video, and Ben, got to say, pretty limp-wristed there. Ben Kenobi, <laughs> you are not. I will not read any other limp-wristed comments because there's quite a few of them here coming in. On the old National Bank talking text line, let's get back to Somebody our Packers conversation. Somebody say something nice about me! Greg, when he got handed the lightsaber, I had to go do something else. I came back five minutes later. Ben Brust was swinging the lightsaber by himself, <laughs> out of breath. Huffing and puffing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny it. Uh, 800-990-3776. We had Chris Mad Dog Russo say that, hey, Aaron Rodgers needs to take more accountability for these losses. Here's what Mad Dog had to say on first take with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. Den, den. 
Did Aaron Rodgers blame himself for that horrendous performance against San Francisco in last year's cold weather game in Lambeau in January? The answer is no. Okay. All right. When he had Lazard wide open at midfield and threw the board a triple coverage to Devontae Adams at 10-10, did he say, you know what, I screwed up. I had Lazard wide open. What am I doing? That's a horrendous play. He did not. Okay. He did not. Did Aaron Rodgers do everything perfect? Well, maybe he wasn't asked. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> he asked. asked. Maybe, maybe, maybe he wasn't asked. Activate. Maybe he wasn't asked. You're telling, me he did, you're telling me he played a perfect game on Sunday afternoon? You no, of course I don't think that. Well, did he of course say, I don't you know think what? that. Instead of running the routes, I did a terrible job. I had this play. I had a guy wide open. I missed him. I had this play. I released the ball too quickly. I had this play. I rolled left. I should have rolled right. He's always blaming somebody else for crying out loud. Play better football. Him? Better Him? football. Him? Mad Dog wants Aaron to play better football to win the game. Yeah, back in January when he threw the ball to triple coverage, 10-10. 10-10. 10-10. Do you think Aaron Rodgers took responsibility for that? No. Greg, do you think he took responsibility? No. He rolled out, he throws interceptions, the receiver's fault. They didn't go the right way. He takes a fumble, he gets hit, he blames the left tackle. He didn't see him. 10-10. Not horrible. On Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss, we ask you, who do you think should be held accountable for the Packers' loss on Sunday? Is it Aaron Rodgers' fault, or is it everybody else? 800-990-3776. Let's go to Allen from Milwaukee on the old National Bank Talk and text line. Get old. Allen, what do you think? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Good, man. How are yo, you? Yo, yo, yo. Doing pretty good. Ben, did you get a haircut? Is that what's going on? Yeah, there's a there's a I believe a good haircut that I got, but I mean, there's a consensus that I'm starting to feel that I've been made fun of all day behind my back by my teammates. <laughs> See, eventually you'll get to the age where you just stop caring what people think and you'll just cut your own hair, man. Alan, I strive for that. Then you'll be fine. I strive Uh, for that. Hold on, hold on, Alan. Uh, You've been part of the family long enough. Do you think Ben Bruss will ever get to that point? (laughs) I mean, there's been no conversation Uh, I've had about his haircut today, and he thinks that everyone is talking behind his back about his new haircut. You've done this to me. (laughs) He probably will, but then he'll probably become a hat guy once he starts doing it. Mm, Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so I won't blame anybody, but I'll give you an observation, and I'll let you go go with it. Okay. So just first quick, I watched the Packer game. I watched the Dallas, uh, 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 Tampa. Dallas-Tampa game. And the thing that I noticed that Tom Brady had nobody in New England. He won Super Bowls. He had uh, Moss for one year, didn't win anything. So when you look at Aaron – He's got to be good enough. Well, I watched the Dallas game. They had, I think, five field goals on, like, their first six or seven, like, possessions or whatever. And when I look at the Packers, no matter who they have out there, I feel like Aaron's got to be good enough for, you know, two first downs in a field goal, no matter who's out there. Or even 30 yards in a field goal, depending upon where you're getting the ball. And I looked at the box score just to be nerdy, I guess, for a moment. And they didn't get 30 yards of in 11 possessions. They didn't get 30 yards of offense on, I think, seven of their possessions. So, again, when no matter who's out there, you got to be able to at least get two first downs in a field goal. And when you think about some of their losses, they've done the same thing. They have he hasn't been able to get two first downs in a simple field goal, and that oftentimes has been the determining factor in the game. Just. Even if you got field goals on half those possessions, it turns the entire game around. All right, thank you. Field positioning. 
Yeah, thank, thank you, Alan. Uh, I like Alan too much for you to completely land. <laughs> yeah, the plane why on. did you throw the plane over uh, Alan? Well, because he he made his point, and, and we all get guilty of this sometimes, right? We're all guilty of it occasionally, Ben. I, except for you, you've never done it where you make a point and then you just can't stop your sentence. Never. Uh, but glad he, you realized. look. He made he made a good point. Like it wasn't like the team was driving up and down the field all game and uh, and then coming up short. We know the situation with the first play of the game, a drop seventy five yard touchdown by Christian Watson. We know the story with the. Uh, fourth and goal that that produced zero points because Aaron Rodgers made the wrong read on an RPO. Uh, but there weren't a lot of other successful drives outside of that touchdown drive when you look at it, and some of that does fall within Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers should take a little bit of blame. I don't know if he should take all of the blame the way that Mad Dog insinuated. Uh, and Jeff Saturday, uh, in talking on ESPN, mentioned that, hey, look, it's not Aaron's fault at all. Stop, Aaron, st- stop uh, blaming Aaron. It's everyone else. But here's what did Tampa Bay as an organization do for Tom Brady? Went and got Julio Jones, got Mm. Russell Gage. Bang! No, they know one receiver's coming back from injury and helped fix his offensive line by signing Ryan Jensen afterwards. The way that y'all are blaming Aaron Rodgers, not the organization, is backwards, right? It is the organization's job to put the best players on the field, which would have included Devontae Adams. They have the money. Sign your dude. Get your dude. Whatever you have to do to blame a player for not doing it. By the way, the MVPs he's got two years in a row, he's probably carrying his own water. Yeah, right now it feels like Jeff Saturday and the person who's yelling preach in the background are literally at church right now. Like like they're like feeding off each other's energy. But my my thing is is Wait, what do you mean at church? Like like they're just like preach, you know, hey, let's get going. Hey, I don't know. You know the fun church where they yell a lot? Yeah. I didn't grow up going to that church. Yeah, no, you 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 didn't. I mean, Catholic churches are boring as can be. It's like Southern Baptist. I, yeah. Sorry, keep. I just didn't understand the church reference. Now I do. Totally. Yes. I thought I was missing like a cool hip slang term of like. No, not not anything hip or slang. It's just like it's just when they feed off each other's energy. Yelling, preach in the background, and they're Continue. just like, yeah, keep on going, keep on going. But my thing is, is I am now lost because Greg had me go down Catholicism and Southern Baptist right now. What was I gonna say? <laughs> we got church sideways for a second there. Someone bail me out real quick. I'll think of it. 800-990-3776. Let's keep the show rolling. We're not going to stop because Ben lost his train of thought. Otherwise, the show would just be stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. Uh, we are <laughs> asked so mean. We are asking, Was that necessary? You couldn't just move on? <laughs> we are asking you, Aaron Rodgers or stop, everybody go. else. I mean, there's two camps, I believe, of Packers fans. One is Mad Dog saying, look, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got to play better. He's the star of the team. This is not a team that's built to run perfect in terms of, hey, everyone has to do their job and the, and the machine runs. This is a team that's built around Aaron Rodgers making $50 million a year covering up for some shortcomings. Or you could be like Jeff Saturday and say, completely uneducated, that the Packers should have ponied up the money for Devontae Adams, not realizing it had nothing to do with the money, but that's beside the point, um, in, in the, that it's the Packers' front office fault for not providing Aaron with enough talent in order for him to have the right team. I will once again say, it is September 14th, and I think that right now us trying to determine everything that's wrong with the Packers off of a game that they were favored to lose on the road against their divisional rival and the best team in the division in the loudest place all year while you're missing your two best starters on the offensive line is a pretty pretty overreactionary uh, thing to do. And I feel like Jeff Saturday isn't comparing the actual situation of the Packers and the, and the Buccaneers correctly. That Sure, they signed somebody to help the Buccaneers offensive line, but 
Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, if all things go well, and obviously the Bakhtiari thing just feels uncomfortable because of how long he's been out, but if those two guys presumably are making progress, like it's been talked about, and David Bakhtiari's been open, and how he thinks he's going to be ready to play, Elton Jenkins coming off his ACL, you're getting two guys back. You don't need to sign anyone else to your offensive line. And then when he's talking about Julio Jones and Russell Gage, that's that's fine. One guy's come off injury, one guy's signed, those are weapons that were signed for the Buccaneers. It's not the situation the Packers are in right now, and they're not. That situation's not going to change. So, like you said, when you talk about it being September freaking fourteenth, let Aaron Rodgers develop these wide receivers at the pace that they're going to develop by. Ben Menominee Falls chimes in and says, "I think the blame is on everyone. Defense did terrible against Jefferson. Lafleur admitted Jones and Dylan only getting twenty three touches was bad. Rodgers held on to the ball too long. Watson should have caught it. This was a team loss." TJ from the road chimes in and says, "Hey Ben, I heard you." A nice haircut. Uh, then says cool. the Vikings always play Green Bay tough. It's their season. If they win, Green Bay is always rusty at the start of the year. And that's what I talked about, TJ. I tried to I tried to warn Packers fans that this was going to happen, and then we would get the overreaction. Here we are living in the future. Brandon from Tulsa chimes in. It says blame is on the floor. He clearly can't get his teams ready to play coming off of more than ten days between games. His overall record between games off a of bye week and week one is pretty bad. Can't seem to prepare his players without having a previous week's momentum carrying forward. This team better hope they have to play wild card weekend or their toast. I, that's a causation correlation thing. It doesn't make sense fundamentally that a coach with more time is a bad coach and a coach with less time. The same coach with less time is a good coach. Like, do, do we it, bet against the Packers uh, coming off the bye week? I, I'm not going to say that now, 14 weeks removed or 13 weeks They've been weeks historically bad by weeks. Historically. I, 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 I get it, but I just, again, causation versus correlation, I don't know if that's something to read into uh, as much as we might want to read into. Matthew Walkshaw chimes in. It's his third place in cover five last week. Not bad for my first time, first time picking Heck games. Yeah. Suck it, Benny. Uh, cover five. So why suck it, Benny? What the hell is going on around here? Because you you're bragging like about. Yeah, hey, I'm, 15th I'm, I'm out of 720. 115th after week one. And this guy's a top three finisher. He's never picked a game before. Uh, but, like, I'm proud of him. I don't need to suck it, Benny. Good job. Oh, I agree. Suck it. Yeah, suck it, Ben. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, please tell everybody. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to be extra mean to Ben. I won't do it. I won't do it. Pat on the back to Greg for pulling up short uh, off of telling the fans to call in to tell Ben Pulling how nice up short, haircut is. Am I right? <laughs> Cover 5 is the game we're talking about. It's a free to download app, a free to play sports game for season long fun. Join Cover 5 for free at cover5.com or on the free Cover 5 app. That's the way to do it for your chance to win. Uh, uh, look, the best thing that you can do is to Join the Cover 5 contest we have going on, WI22 to join. That's WI22, $100 weekly prize for every week that you win. So you don't have to have already entered to join. Uh, you can join right now. You're still going to be in contention for the season-long prize. You could still win the weekly prize. It's five games against the spread, uh, and it aggregates how well you do in each individual game against the spread. Uh, plus or minus, best score each week gets a $100 season-long prize as well. So download the app. Use code WI22 to join. That's WI22 to join. Go to ESPNWisconsinContest.com for contest Rules. I was rooting for the Scalzo and Breast family, but now that I got that suck it, I hope you all lose and I win. Do you feel better? Yeah. 
I got to suck it out of nowhere for no reason. Uh, we'll keep talking Packers. We'll hit some one or zeros as well. Coming up next, it's Scalzo and Bruss presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Bruss. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heart. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Is it Aaron's fault or is it everybody else? 800-990-3776, Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss. You can vote on the poll there. Joan and Cedarbrick, the official and official robot, robot builder, builder of the Scalzo and Bruss family, chimes in and says, I agree. Suck it, Ben. All right. You know what? Bring it. All the Scalzo and Bruss family. We Bring will it. get to more responses here shortly as the Scalzo and Bruss family is getting into it. I also want to talk a little bit about Aaron Jones and how they've misused him and what they need to do moving forward. But right now, it's time to play a little one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Ben Barrost. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh Dimaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. King Charles was reportedly nicknamed the Pampered Prince by his staff for the list of his outrageous demands every day. Charles demands his shoelaces pressed, a bathtub filled only half full, one inch of toothpaste put on his toothbrush, and six different types of honey with his breakfast every morning. Winner zero. You would want toothpaste put on your toothbrush for you if you were rich enough. I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Like he's got a person in there doing that stuff yeah. for him? Then zero. Like I, you think I want somebody around, especially with me in the bathroom every morning? Like I don't even want my wife around. Are you kidding me? Love you, Max. No, I'm saying like in the morning, in the bathrooms, like that's Greg needs Greg time. Like you think I'm ruthless in here. You try to meet me in the bathroom in the morning and uh, nobody needs to deal with Thank that. Thank God I haven't run into you in the bathroom in the morning. No, who, would you want somebody standing right next to you when you're brushing your teeth? I wouldn't care. I brush my teeth in the shower, and if I had an attendant to help me, oh Ben, this wipe is my, right up Ben's out. Wipe my wipe my hinder, it'd be That's great. Why I did it. Everything's set. Are you kidding me? Just got to pick up the toothbrush and start brushing. I can deal with the six different types of honey at breakfast. I'm down for that. But like, I don't want anybody around. Like, if I had help like that, I would not want to see them or hear them or anything. I would just want like meal to be laid out there. I don't I don't want I don't like people in my house. The first time I watched Coming to America, I was like this is what I want my life to be. Yeah. One or zero, you'd be happier with the staff to take care of all your demands. I mean, one, that's how I currently live my life right now. So You have great. a staff? Josh DiMaggio, Greg Scalzo. How do you, you feel guys? being considered his staff, Greg? I mean, Greg's my chief of staff. Yeah, dude, I, he's right. <laughs> like, I'm not denying it. And we're, the, we're to blame. Yes, and we've all enabled his activity, uh, and it's been like that his entire life. 
Yeah, Chess, and if it wasn't you guys, it'd be somebody else. So don't Chess feel bad. Chess Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen pulled out of a major tournament recently after accusing his opponent, Hans Niemann, of cheating. Hans. Fans have debated online how he may have cheated, including earpieces or even a vibrating bead inserted into the man's behind. Winner zero. With all the butt stuff today. If you aren't cheating, you aren't trying. One. Absolutely. You have to find a competitive advantage in all assets of life, in sports, in competition. Because if you're not doing it, somebody else is. And it's only bad if you get caught. Uh, I'm a zero here. Uh, I agree you have to try to find every competitive advantage, but I don't think it needs to cross over into the world of cheating. Um, I think ultimately that uh, game one without integrity is a game lost. Garbage. <laughs> You're full, full of crap. I mean, that's why one of us considers the world You're around them to be their crap. staff and another one is a self-made man. Of Let's stick with a little bit of England here. <laughs> Officials in England are warning people about the difficulties they may face standing in the five-mile line to pay respects to the king that is said to contain over 300,000 people and stretch more than five miles. I'm done with England, Joshy. I don't want to hear anything else Why about do the we queen got or king the king. Charles, or... chess grandmaster, well, hey, England, the you queen. want us to be talking about you? You should have won the Revolutionary War 300 years ago. Like, that's it. We defeated you. America winners, England losers. Suck it, Queen. One or zero, you would Suck stand. Suck it, Queen? She's chose. Come on. <laughs> one take or that zero, back. You take it back. One or zero, you would stand in a five-mile line to meet any person in history. Zero. Zero. Unless it was like, like a relative that I've never met There's, to come back to life. There is nothing worse than standing in line. Like, there is legitimately nothing worse than standing in line. I mean, yeah, you got to come up with games. At Disney World, trying to get into a stadium, uh, in line at a bar, like that feeling of. Well, here's one: one or zero. You would, you wait, you will wait to be seated at a restaurant for more than twenty minutes. I'm yeah, okay with that. I'm one because it doesn't mean I'm standing. <sighs> Correct, because I will put my name in, and now they'll text you. I could go walk around. I'll go I could go to the else, bar. Go to I could bar. go to a different spot to get a quick drink. Yeah. Or... Also, 20 minutes is like 20 minutes right is at that, nothing. It's right at that line of if I try to go somewhere else, it'll probably take the same amount of time to eat, if not more. Yeah. Exactly, because you might hit a line there as well. Now, if you extended that to 45 minutes, then it's a whole nother story. But 20 minutes, you got to wait. No patience, Joshy. No, absolutely not. A nursing home in Taiwan has been forced to apologize for hiring adult dancers to perform for senior citizens in their wheelchairs. One or zero. Adult dancers are acceptable at retirement homes. One. One. Adult dancers exist at places and everywhere across America. Now, are these like uh, the adult dancers who are also like past the prime? Because when we uh, interviewed Henry Rowan Gardner, I forget the actor's name. Henry, Henry, uh, Henry. But the star of um, Rookie of the Year and uh, one of the members of the American Pie crew, uh, we had him in studio one one year on Scalzo and Brust, and he talked about how him and the American Pie 2 or American Pie 3 crew uh, got busted because they went to a gentleman's club in Florida that was for the dancers who like aged out of like the normal clubs and they like had like kind of a place where they still went to go and dance. I wonder if it's the same group there that would then go and attend the retirement homes. I mean, what's what's wrong with passing around a couple blue pills and having some girls dance on you? 
As the investigative journalist I am, I did look at the pictures of these. They they seem to be dancers who are still actively uh, in their prime. Great. So, you know what? Good for the retirement home. If I was going to send my dad anywhere, like at that point, it would you be- want to know he's going to get a lap dance. You want you want you want him to be happy. If that's what brings him happiness, send him to that place. Are we planning your dad's future nursing home? No. <laughs> I'm not. Are we planning your dad's future nursing home? Uh, did Ben just try to put my dad in a nursing home right there? I mean, my dad's going to need it. Oh, jeez. Well, I'm saying like... The way that my dad parties, I don't know if he's going to make it to that age. My so. dad just said he's got like no no nerves in his foot right now, so he's, he's going to need some help. All right. Uh, well, you know what? Some gr- tremendous uh, medical strides being made by our friends at LabCorp Clinical Trials. You could be a part of that because together we can help improve health and lives. It all starts with a visit to LabCorpClinicalTrials.com where you can participate in clinical research trials. Make good money doing it. If you're working remotely, you can continue to work remotely while participating in these trials and double up on that money. And no matter what, you're going to make good money at these trials. So if you're looking for that down payment on your home, looking for a second home, uh, looking for uh, you know a, a new car, whatever it is, home renovation, a new new puppy, uh, a vacation, whatever you want to spend the money on, boom, you can get it with our friends at LabCorp Clinical Trials. For instance, you can make over $15,000 participating in a clinical trial for healthy non-smoking men aged 18 to 55. You could join for one stay of 14 to 21 nights plus two possible overnight visits and one follow-up call. Once again, compensation up to $15,200. Another study looking for healthy adults aged 18 to 65. You could join at the clinic for one stay of one night plus 11 follow-up visits with three calls, compensation up to $7,800 for Still time and participation. Still a lot of lap chances. You can check it all out, labcorpclinicaltrials.com. That's labcorpclinicaltrials.com. You want to hit it one more time? No, I think I got it all out. All right. Aaron Rodgers or everybody else, who do you blame for the Packers opening season loss? Uh, plus, what do the Packers have to do? We'll tell you to get Aaron Jones involved more and how important he could be to that offense. Got plenty of responses to come through, but open phone lines. So give us a call, 800-990-3776. Packers talk continues. Scalzo and Bros presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. Congrats on the sex. Wow. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. The Packers lost has produced quite a bit of reaction, in my opinion, overreaction, but that's what people do after week one of the NFL season. It's been interesting to see which national pundits have dropped the Packers from being like a top 10 team in the NFL to bottom half of the NFL after a tough loss in Minnesota. Um, 
TJ from the road, I think, hits it on the head. Since the Vikings always play Green Bay tough, it's their season. If they win, Green Bay is always rusty at the start of the season. Uh, makes sense. 920 chimes in, says, I don't understand the panic. Nothing about this loss was shocking. We were missing our two all-pro tackles and Lazard. If three plays go differently and we make the adjustment to man coverage earlier, it's potential win. If anyone should not feel good about the game, it's the Vikings. They really didn't put us away. We put ourselves away. I agree with most of what he says. I still think the Vikings should feel pretty damn good good about that win uh, with a rookie head coach and coming in with a new defensive coordinator uh, at home. But I think the reaction is split Packers fans into two camps. Those that blame Aaron Rodgers because he wasn't good enough and he hasn't been good enough. And those that think that the front office hasn't done enough to support him. 800-990-3776. Where do you fall on that right now? 6436 saying it's everyone else's fault versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, Damian White chimes in and says coaching wasn't the best. Scott Underwood chimes in on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust says get over it already. Thank you Scott for the valuable input. Tone Muscone chimes in and says, how about the entire team? Coaches too, minus the backs. So we're just not blaming the backs. Okay. I mean, it's just people who don't want to answer the question. 262 chimes in with a very reasonable point. Says, I blame Ben for the loss. Hashtag suck it, Benny. What did I do? 920 uh, chimed in off of my England rant. I feel a little bit bad about uh, killing or te- not teasing the Queen, but um, uh, 920 simply says England sucks. 262 <laughs> <laughs> says, Would it be easier if they just drove the Queen down the road past the five mile line? That's the a whole good idea. The thing would be over within 15 minutes. That's a really good idea. I'm done with the Queen talk. I can't believe that we've, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the it's Queen. It's continuing talk. until next week, just so you know. I don't understand why every news outlet in America is like, well, we got to go over and cover the death of the queen. Like, why? It makes zero sense whatsoever. I mean, you know I don't understand a lot about the royal family. But, like, I, what's so cool about the queen? I don't understand your question. I mean, she's part of the royal family, which is... What is... What, the, like, I, I don't get... like How many people do you know with the title queen? Do you know what a monarchy is? If we don't have that as a starting point, then it's going to be really hard for us to have this conversation. Do they run England? No. Parliament runs England. Yeah, so it's what are no, they? but it's yes in a weird way as well. Uh, they do have great influence there. They do get money uh, uh, from taxes that they can then use. Why the hell would you live in England just, and pay somebody? Just look, up, look it up on your own damn time. Is that stupid Yes, that's what I'm saying, uh, Ben. I'm with you. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. You, you, I am you. with you. All right, thank you. John and West Ben, welcome to Scalzo and Bruster on the Old National Bank Talk. Text line Old National what Bank. What do you think of the Queen, Get John? Get old. Uh, no, I'm done with Queen Talk. I just said that. and Somehow we're right back to it. The only Queen I want to talk about has Freddie Mercury at the front of their band. Uh, John and West Bend, what do you got? I'm, I'm wondering what who you think will win more games this season, the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys? Well, considering the Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott for the season, I think that's a safe bet that it's going to be the Green Bay Packers, although I wouldn't mind seeing the Cowboys overpay for Jordan Love in a trade that would send uh, Love to Dallas. I would still take the Packers in that bet. 
thank you for, for the call. call. Thank you, John and West Bend. Uh, 800-990-3776. I agree. We got offered a I am with you. We got offered a fantasy football trade today. We did? Uh, C.D. Lamb for Dalvin Cook, basically. C.D. Lamb and Kareem Hunt for Dalvin Cook and Sky Moore. I don't hate it. I hate it big time. You're talking about a top six running back for C.D. Lamb, who's catching balls from a guy who you can't name right now. You're right, but we need but we need a wide receiver. That's see. This is why <laughs> yeah. I should not even mention it. I'm going to reject it. Uh, I will. We we can figure. This something doesn't out. seem like a partnership, Ben. You are literally saying I will give up. Uh, a top six running back for a wide receiver who caught two passes and is part of an offense that Mike McCarthy runs, although I know it's Kellen Moore, but still it's Mike McCarthy coach team, with a quarterback who you can't name. Who's the quarterback? Cooper Rush. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I'm going to talk about Screaming Sicilian because reject that trade. Because we were victorious in week one, Greg. Victorious. And you know what my victory pizza was after we won on Sunday? A Mambo Italiano. A Mambo Italiano. The Mambo is delicious. You get that meatball on your pizza. It is just amazing. The best revenge. The boss hog. The mother of meat. They have one screaming Sicilian for every taste bud. It's amazing. It's amazing. So amazing. Screaming Sicilian. You can have a frozen pizza from Screaming, from Palermo's, on your date night. How about staying on a Friday night? You know, making nice screaming Sicilian. Uh, Or you can watch pizza. Watch pizza. You can watch football Saturday and Sunday. Don't watch your pizza. Eat it right away. Like I said, I've mastered the pre at the oven, put the pizza in for about 14 minutes, and then boom, you go check it, figure out what crispy level you want on the cheese, on the crust. It's dynamite. Every single time it delivers. It delivers! Screaming Sicilian. Find your screaming pleasure in your local grocer's freezer. I'll do Matt LaFleur's job next and tell him how we can get Aaron Jones more involved in this offense. We'll be back in two minutes to talk Packers. It's Galzo and Bros presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light.